bow my heart, take up my cross, and follow him. If you have your Bibles, turn with me again to Acts chapter 13. I, I think pretty well all of my thunder has been stolen by somebody or other throughout the, the morning. Um, Brother Albert stole my text, stolen my points, and so that's all right. That's quite all right. I'm not, my intention was not to speak this morning. I wanted to just share from my heart. Um, but if you'll forgive me, Weston Misty, I, I don't know completely if this message is for you or if it's for the young people, to be honest. I'm really not sure who all the message is for. And so um, that's always the case, but sometimes you think it's for somebody and, and it wasn't for who you thought. Acts 13, and, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and read these verses. I know that some of them have been shared already, but i just like to just have the context. Um, now there were in the church, that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers. It was Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod, the patriarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Spirit, departed under Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. I was thinking about the stories that Wes and Misty have shared. Calling and thinking about here. This text, what Wes and Misty shared, fit so much is here in this passage. And often young people will ask, how do I find God's will for my life? How do I know what God wants me to do? I'm just going to take my Bible with me because I want to re reference this. How do I know what God wants me to do? How am I supposed to figure it out? And I think that the secret to finding God's will is found in this text. The first thing that we notice is that it started with service. They were already teaching. They were already doing whatever they could for God right where they were. They were ministering unto the Lord. They were fasting. They weren't doing anything perhaps special. They were just minding God wherever they were. Henry III, King Henry III, got tired of being king. Now, some of us probably think that would be hard to do. But I suppose it's pretty stressful to be at the top. King Henry III decided that he was going to leave the throne. And he went to a prior of a monastery, and he asked if he could be brought in as a 
contemplative, to, to, to live the life of a mon- in a monastery and give up being king. And the prior said to him, O king, he said, this is a life of obedience, and that's going to be very hard for you because you have been king. And the king said, I am ready to be obedient to you as unto the Lord. And the prior said, if you would be obedient, then go back to your throne and be king right where God has planted you. Before you can go to Africa or to Papua New Guinea or St. Thomas or Grenada or wherever these far-flung places are, even as far as it was for us to go to Kansas, (laughs) which at least we could drive home. (laughs) But before we could ever be called to those kind of places, we have to start wherever God's planted us. Wes and Misty began serving God right where they were. Before he ever called them to Africa, before ever calling them to any kind of uh, missionary service, they began serving right where they were. And uh, young people, older people, before God can, not before he can, but often before he will, call you to any kind of special service, you're going to have to serve him right where you've been planted. We're here honoring Wes and Misty, but, but really, anyone who's serving God in any capacity to the fullness of, of God's revealed will to them, they are worthy of the same honor. Because we all are called to serve. And whether it's great or whether it's small, whether it's mighty or whether it's insignificant, God's called us to our area. And we have to be faithful there first. And God never ever would have called Wes and Misty to Africa if they had not been faithful first to the first calling they had, the calling of home. So young people, I don't know if God's going to call you to missions. I hope that with all these children that are here, and I'm just really thrilled with all the children that are here this morning. Some of you one day might have the privilege of being called pastor or to be a missionary or to teach in the school or, or who knows what God has for you. But before that ever happens, you have to start serving wherever you are. And that's what Paul and Barnabas did in Antioch. That's where God had them, and they were just serving God. They were fasting. They were ministering unto the Lord. They were just doing what they knew to do until God told them different. Just keep doing what you know God wants you to do. Be faithful there first. Be faithful there first. And as you serve, the second part that comes is a sanctification, or a separation. The Holy Spirit said, 
separate to me Paul and Barnabas. Put them aside for a holy purpose. I don't know this morning exactly what you think of, of sanctification. I know that it seems that everyone you talk to has a little bit of a different view of what sanctification is. But really what sanctification is, it's a surrender to God's will completely. It's a separation from the world. It's a separation from yourself, your own desires, your own longings. And it's a moving from those things to a, to a place where God has full right of way and full sway. I think it's interesting that before this happened, they were fasting. And I think that sometimes that some of these that struggle and struggle and struggle to get sanctified forget that prayer and fasting is often necessary before they are separated. I, I forget who it was that said this, but oftentimes if you were to, if you were to go into a boat and, and you were to uh, take your uh, line and, and you would take it and you would cast it back to the shore and you get your line wrapped around a, a branch that was hanging on the shore and you begin to reel your fishing rod in and of course, the boat and the shore gets closer and closer and closer. The question is, are you moving the shore closer to you? No. You're moving yourself closer to the shore. And when you're separated, when you're sanctified, when you surrender to the, God's will through the avenue of prayer, you are not moving God's will closer to your own, but you are moving yourself closer to God's will. And Weston Misty, there will be many opportunities to do that this next few years. Not just for you, but for us too. Many, many times that we're going to have to, in the avenue of prayer, not moving God's will closer to ours, but moving our will closer to His. When we're separated, it makes, makes us useful. It's, in fact, we're separated so that we are used or are available for a holy purpose. Daniel Edwards said something I thought was rather remarkable. It says, God does not bless great talents. He blesses great Christ-likeness. Oh, that we would get a hold of that. As I was thinking about the fact that the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Paul and Barnabas, they were two totally different personalities. Paul was about knowledge and he was about getting things done and he was about having them done right. And Barnabas was all about people. He was going to encourage you. He was, going to, he was going to give you a second chance, a third chance if you needed it, a fifth chance if you needed it. Barnabas and Paul were as, about, as different in personalities as possible. They're different in talents. 
You can find many, many words that Paul spoke throughout the book of Acts. You won't find very many words that Barnabas said in the book of Acts. Paul was the voice. He was the one that's going out there and, and preaching the sermons. He's the one that's, that's everyone noticed. But here was Barnabas working side by side, but kind of in the shadow of Paul. I don't think Paul's ministry would have been the same without Barnabas. Different talents, different abilities. And Wes and Misty are not the same. They don't have the same talents, the same abilities. Not even the same personalities. And all the children, each of you have different talents and abilities that you're going to bring with you to Africa. And you might feel like, well, I wish I had their ability or I wish I had their talent. Don't worry about their ability. Don't worry about their talent. Worry about your Christ-likeness. Sister Shaper said it so well. She said it so well that folding laundry and scrubbing floors, she was in the center of God's will. It was a different talent. It was a different ability. But Brother Shaper couldn't have done what he did if he didn't have someone at home taking care of those responsibilities. It isn't about who's first, and it's not who's in the light. It's not who's the one that gets all the credit that God blesses. He blesses great Christ-likeness. Weston Misty, I just encourage you from the bottom of my heart that when things get hard, be more like Christ. And when you're called upon to do things you don't have the ability to do and you don't have the talent or the resources to do, just be more like Christ. And he'll take care of the rest of it. I really believe that with all my heart. And finally, they sent them away. Brother Albert shared already this, but the Holy Spirit sent them as well. The church was sending behind them. Can I, can I use a word that Brother Shaper didn't use that I think is important, and that is the word cooperation. The church was in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. And isn't that what we're looking for, really, is cooperation with the Holy Spirit? If we're not in cooperation, we're not really the church. Our responsibility as a church is to be in cooperation. And we're going to have the privilege of sending someone we love, not just one, but many someones, we love in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be a responsibility back home. After God said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas, what did they do? They, again, prayed and fasted some more. What was going on? It's this cooperation. This, our will in line with the Holy Spirit's. And while Wes and Misty and the children are in Africa, we're still going to be sending this isn't really the sending. The sending part happens while they're there and, and, and we're praying and, and we're fasting and we're giving 
and, and we're uh, sending emails saying we're, we want you to be encouraged, we're, we're praying for you, or I just couldn't get you off my mind today. I want you to know that, that, that we were praying for you throughout the day. I felt the Lord lay on my heart to fast for you a meal today. I want you to know that. That's the sending. And that's our job. It's our job to send and to keep sending and to keep sending and to keep sending until God calls them home back to us. But we're going to have to be in cooperation with the Holy Spirit ourselves. I know God's going to do great things in Africa. I know that he's going to do great things in Altamont. Not because Wes and Misty are great or because we are great, but because he is great. And because we are surrendered to his will, and we're in cooperation with his work. It's not our work. It's his work. So we're going to ask Wes and Misty and the children if they'd come forward. We're going to lay our hands on them just as they did in the book of Acts. And we're going to send them just as the Holy Spirit is sending them. We're, going to call, uh, we're not going to call, obviously, but we are, uh, uh, as the Holy Spirit calls, but we do send. And we want them to know that they go with our blessing with our support, and with our prayers. So Wes and Misty, the children, if you'll come. Then I'm going to ask the parents, if they'd come behind, and siblings and cousins, ask the family to come in. and Then the extended family, just come on in. We want the family to gather around them, whichever you want to do.